Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Brothers and sisters, looking at the gospel reading for the text today, please be seated. And that gospel reading is the probably familiar parable of the prodigal son. And there's several angles to take in looking at this parable, and my approach today is, is looking, at, looking at the two brothers and comparing them, because that's what often happens. Well, I guess it's more of a contrasting them because of their seemingly different attitudes and actions. The younger or prodigal son can often get admired, being seen as a young, independent sort of fellow who wants to set out on his own with dreams of freedom. And even though he completely messes up his life and even hits rock bottom, he eventually does the right thing and comes out on top again. The older brother, well, he just appears to be an ungrateful jerk. But actually, the two brothers are very much alike. I mean, they both got their inheritance. And something we kind of overlook in the reading is, notice in verse 12, the father divided his property between them. Sure, it was the younger brother who came asking for his dough, but the father gives it to both of the brothers. So they're very much alike. They both get an inheritance, and that's all before the younger son then decides to cut out. And both brothers, they both got to be who they wanted to be in the parable. One at home, the other away. But mostly, the two brothers are alike in that they're both sinners. I know that's kind of a, well, duh sort of thing, but we know from human nature and from Scripture that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The brothers are both sinners, but in slightly different ways. I think people most like to identify with the younger prodigal son in his sins as perhaps they're, they're more identifiable. And in some ways, we can sort of relate to them. Perhaps you too have tried to run off on your own or squander all of your resources, especially gifts that you were given, and spend all of your money on frivolous things and living recklessly or not caring at all about the source of your abundance. I think we sometimes can identify with that and maybe we can even identify with hitting rock bottom like the younger brother did. And we like to identify with him because he eventually realizes his sin, confesses it, and seeks help humbling himself and, and seemingly doing the right thing. But identifying with the older brother is, is a bit more rare or something we don't, we don't think about too much perhaps because his sin seems to be just being a jerk. And his case seems legit. He's upset about unfair treatment. But making such a claim 
which we too might do, is a sin of smugness, of self-righteousness, and making our rules for God's justice. It's as if the older brother says to his dad, Dad, I haven't done any major sins. I haven't disrespected you. I've been good with my resources. I haven't stolen gobs of money. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't committed adultery physically. I'm not that bad. And I'm darn sure not like my brother. And notice he doesn't even call him brother in the reading. He calls him this son of yours. (laughs) Yeah, that brother. Maybe we don't see ourselves that way. But God doesn't look at this brother as having a legitimate kind of argument. God doesn't see it that way. And we see that how God sees it in the way he treats both of the brothers. He treats them alike. Both of them are sinners. And their father treats them both according to their sins. Because, really, the two brothers aren't the point of this parable. It's the father. See, he's the prodigal. And the word prodigal, if you didn't know, it means basically spending in in an extravagant and reckless way. That's why the younger son is called that, because he recklessly and extravagantly spent all of his money. But the prodigal father is also extravagant and reckless to both brothers. Not with money, but with mercy and forgiveness. That's obvious in the prodigal son, in the younger son. The father just unloads mercy on him, looking for him, running to him, hugging, kissing, hearing his confession, and gifts then of a robe, a ring, and a celebration feast. No doubt there of extravagant forgiveness. But the father is also a prodigal to the older son. For one, he doesn't slap him and call him a jerk. (laughs) But it's as if the father says to the son, Son, I know this all seems unfair, but you've always had all of my gifts. And even though you're kind of a jerk right now, that is, a sinner, I'm still with you, and all of my blessings are still yours. The father treats them the same, giving each of the brothers extravagant, even even reckless mercy and forgiveness. It helps to realize that this parable is is the third of three right in a row that that Jesus tells back to back. And and they, they all involve something or someone being lost. And they're best read, all three of the parables are best read in context 
of verses 1 and 2 that we kind of lose track of because they're not actually part of the parable. But when it, when it, when, when it says there in, 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 the, in verses 1 and 2, now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, this man receives sinners and eats with them. This criticism of Jesus that he receives sinners and eats with them is actually a compliment of Jesus. And it's really the point of, of, the, of the parables then that Jesus answers their criticism and it's a very welcome thing for us to hear that Jesus receives sinners and eats with them. I think it's why then Jesus tells this parable that the prodigal father shows the extravagant, reckless mercy and forgiveness that God has for us. In fact, in the parable, God is really the prodigal. Jesus receives sinners. That is, he, he welcomes us, accommodates us, puts up with us, forgives us, and even throws a banquet feast for us in the Lord's Supper. Because like the brothers, and we're really no different than they are, we're certainly no better than them, we are sinners too. And no matter how much you've tried to run off on your own, squander all of your resources, and spend all of your money on frivolous things and live recklessly, or not caring about the source of your abundance, or even when you hit rock bottom, and, and even if you're self-righteous and smug, saying, I haven't done any major sins, I haven't disrespected my parents, I've been good with my resources. I haven't stolen gobs of money. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't committed adultery physically. Or you end up saying, hey, I'm not that bad. And I'm sure not like that guy in the parable. No matter how much of a jerk you are, Jesus receives you and all sinners. And he gives them extravagant, reckless mercy and forgiveness. Because when you confess your sin and want Jesus to take you back home, he looks for you. He runs to you. He hugs and kisses you and gives you those gifts of extravagant and reckless mercy and forgiveness. Jesus is the prodigal who receives sinners. Now, St. Paul Lutheran Church, we're in a different time of transition now because the new shepherd that we've been looking for and praying for and looking forward to has been identified, right? We, we, we know that he's coming. But let's remember why it is we have a shepherd. Yeah, there's lots of things that we'd like our pastor to do and, and to be. 
here at St. Paul. How we'd like him to lead and care for us. But he will serve us, first of all, and most importantly, in proclaiming God's word and administering the holy sacraments. Bringing to us that extravagant, reckless mercy and forgiveness of the prodigal Jesus. Jesus is the real prodigal son. Our shepherd will always remind us that Jesus receives sinners and forgives them. So in this new time of transition, an even more joyful time as we look forward to our new shepherd, okay, let's hang on for another three months, okay? (laughs) That's not that long, all right? Believe me, I know. (laughs) Let's keep faithful and joyful and trusting in our and our prodigal Savior. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.